that's what I wanted right there. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Live Free Podcast. Haha. <laughs> As... <laughs> no, I'm keeping this one. As always, I'm your host, Mike Maxwell. Crystal is laughing in the background. Um, today's guests uh, are four parts of the In Mass Initiative uh, collaborative group out of Montreal. Um, they came down to San Diego for the San Diego Art Fair and uh, they Googled San Diego artist and found me and asked me to join them in their um, four day paint session. And uh, they do this really cool project that really inspired me and took me back to some of the reasons why I started making art. Um, we talk uh, obviously in mass, the San Diego Art Fair, particle physics, life of the experiment, collaborative drawings, stream of consciousness, natural growth, human ability, new platforms, graffiti, who can give a hammer to, what was this one? Who you give a hammer to, gaps between collectors and creators, art as business, and selling communication. As always, make sure you go check out the website, MikeMaxwellArt.com. Click on the blog and you'll get all the links for all the artists and all the stuff on the show. You can follow the podcast at Live Free Podcast. Pete's going to come in and get on the show too. Pete, go tick 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 Yeah. Um, you can follow me at Mike Maxwell Art. Our sponsor for the show is Individual Clothing. You can check out their website at indvsl.com. If you donate $10 to the podcast, which you could do via the blog, you click on the PayPal link, uh, donate 10 bucks, you'll get a free shirt uh, courtesy of Individual Clothing. If you donate 20 bucks, uh, you'll get a Live Free podcast, or a, I guess they're just Live Free shirts. They don't say podcast on them. But those shits are at the printer right now. I'm still waiting on them, actually. Uh, what else? I was supposed to premiere the film uh, Working Class with Mike Giant yes, yesterday. Oh, somebody's getting lippy. Pete just got bit. Such a strange dog. Um, I was supposed to premiere the film yesterday. Was it? Yes, it was Thursday, actually. Uh... I guess nobody fucking knows what day it is if I don't say when this is being recorded. Anyhow, uh, but we had a, a major blackout here in Southern California from San Diego to Orange County all the way out to Arizona. I guess one person made one mistake, at least they're blaming it on that, and we were out of power for 12 hours. So without power, we weren't able to run the projection, couldn't do the premiere. Uh, Mike Giant had flown down from San Francisco to, to attend. Um, so we are going to reschedule, hopefully, for the following week. Um, I'll put all that stuff on the Facebook and blogs and interwebs as soon as it goes up. So, is there anything else, Crystal? No. Pete, anything? Anything to add to this? No? All right. Was there something to say? No? That's it? All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the In Mass Initiative crew of... Canadian people that sit around the table and talk. And myself. I'm here with the In Mass initiative. Is that is that like a what I noticed we just we just did a, a big mural project here at the San Diego Art Fair. You guys are in from Montreal. Yep. I know you all know this already, but for I, I'm aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> so we just did we just did a big painting. You guys have what you call an initiative, which uh, is is something different than a collective. 
right? Uh, well, the Unmask you know, initiative is a more beautiful word than project, but the Unmask project is basically a collaborative project, collaborative drawing project based out of Montreal. started about three years ago. And uh, yeah, we were invited by the San Diego Art Fair to come down here and do this good thing. Which is cool. And you yeah. guys Googled me yep. and find, found my nonsense. And we Googled I got San Diego artist. Kirsten yeah, Googled Kirsten. San Diego artist and came up with you. Yeah, there was it, was it the first Google hit? It was actually, there was only one hit for that and it was you. And it was me? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, so you need a list and like Mike Maxwell at the top of the list, so... Fantastic. Which yeah. it's because I blog so much and I put tags on everything. Smart <laughs> nice. We know how to work the You own your city. We know it. Yeah. <laughs> so we were just talking. We were, before we pressed record. We were just talking about the Higgs boson, the the mm. mysterious physics particle, multidimensional travel. Yeah. The, we didn't get into the travel part yet. No. I was sort of getting into that, but then we started closing the windows and shit like that. Yeah. So we were talking about the 13 dimensions. Yeah. Yeah, pretty uh, much you all just blew my mind. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know shit about this stuff. And none of, I, I assume none of us really do either. We just know well, the words I, that I, we've heard. I tried. I, I watch a whole no, yeah, that's what I mean. You yeah. know, you try and you try to understand it and you watch yeah. hours of it or read about it and you... He's still is so conceptual. It's really hard. Well, to... even for physicists, like yeah. like I said, like the math shows that something is a reality, but we none of us really experience the reality unless we take hallucinogens. Then I think that we are a little more in touch with physics than yeah. It opens some doors. So. Opens <laughs> open some, closes others. Who knows what's happening? <laughs> Speaking of, can I, you want to pass that pipe over? So yeah, we're here in San Diego. This is your guys' first uh, trip outside of Montreal doing this project. Uh, do you want to talk, can you tell a little bit about um, what you guys do from space to space? Well, this is the first time, this is the first time into America. This is the first time we've done a U.S. trip. Uh -huh. uh, we've been outside of Montreal, but only sort of locally within Canada, to Toronto, Quebec City, St. Foy, some, uh -huh. some of those locations. Um in the past three years since the project's been alive, we've really done a lot in Toronto. In Montreal, we've, we've, we've covered a lot of really good territory in there. But uh, this is a good thing to come down. It's a good thing to actually get out of the hometown. Sure. Expand down here. Yeah. And you, you're getting a wide range of, of viewers here, not only people from San Diego, but all the people who come around for the art fair and not only that it's yeah. Labor Day this weekend so yeah. San Diego is a big destination for people coming in from other parts of the world a lot of as well um, do you guys want to say your names real fast since there's uh, four of you sitting here Kevin Lido Jason Botkin Fred Calhoun Kirsten McRae okay we gotta make sure to get that out there I was trying to get that musical nobody caught on <laughs> yeah, Tone there's death. a little musical rhythm to it. And so you guys have like a core group of artists that you work with on a, a regular basis in Montreal. And, you know, you guys, like you said, you found me on Google and you, you find artists that you could work with in the communities that you're, you're working within, right? Well, that's, that's the goal. I mean, we're trying, like when we went to Quebec City... Yeah. We found two, we were like three artists from, four artists from Montreal, and then we found two artists from Quebec City to work with us. Well, it's, the the mass project is, is, is often, is commonly misunderstood as being a collective of artists. Uh, it's really not that. There's three artists who run the project. Uh, it was created originally in 2009, February 2009, by Tim Bernard and myself. Uh, and then Rupert Bottenberg, who's another cat, a local Montreal cat, came on board in the uh, in a co-director position, and then Fred Caron came on as the third character, 
just from an administrative point of view. And the three of us run on mass, the activities that are that are involved in that. There's some other people who've come on board in terms of um, running the pedagogical services. We've we've created a, a mentorship program which addresses kids from early elementary up to the college levels. So that's really interesting, but there's essentially three artists running the program. I feel like we should jump in and explain exactly what Almas does to people, because well, well, that's yeah. yeah. Probably by this point, people are like, "Who are these guys?" Well, yeah, yeah that's a, it's um, maybe a little history. Yeah, yeah. Tim and I were given um, a gallery space in Old Montreal, and uh, it's a great big, beautiful, empty gallery. And we thought, "Who? What should we do here?" So we were um, we contemplated having a big salon style exhibition of all of these different groups of characters, all these different underground artists who we really loved, whose work we thought was incredible, but who didn't have a platform for showing their work in an established gallery. So we thought this is a great opportunity to show some beautiful stuff. And then about uh, five minutes later, we realized that that was a really stupid idea. And we should cover the... No, yeah, we should cover the walls in canvas, paper, panel, whatever we could find. And then invite all these same characters in and have them draw in a very collaborative way. We thought this would be a much more dynamic approach and much more real approach to these people who have a very fluid practice with each other. And there already is a community. But what we wanted to grab was ambassadors from some of the more important collectives in the city. Some of the, some of the people who were really present and active and doing some incredible work. So we contacted yeah. different stores. We contacted people we knew from collectives and said, you know, we're doing this project, you know, who can you suggest, you know, can you come draw with us, whatever. So we ended up with 28 artists. Uh, we had a month, the entire month of February in 2009 to create this project. It was uh, 150 feet long by 10 feet tall, an enormous sort of linear space. And we, uh, we covered this thing and it was incredible. It's we, crazy. It was crazy. We didn't know what we were getting into. You know, we didn't know exactly what would happen when you threw in twenty eight artists from tattoo, from graphic design, animators, uh, graffiti cats. You know, from all different disciplines. We didn't know what would happen when you threw them in. Yeah. And then at this they, point, nobody knew each other. Nobody also. knew each other. And, yeah. Like, and would they be able to collaborate? Would there yeah. be harmony? Would there be upset? Would there be fights? With what would happen? Sure. And we were super curious to see what this dialogue would be. Major, it's a big experiment, really. Well, it was yeah, a, yeah it was an experiment, and uh, and still is to the day. Yeah, because time. the life of the experiment really depends on having new artists come in and participate to the project. We need new voices to do so. Um, so it was successful. There was a little bit of drama, but only such a small amount. I think universally, what was expressed was a huge amount of pleasure that these artists were coming in and saying, God, this is good. This is amazing, yeah. fun to have. I've always wanted to meet this cat or hang out with this guy. I've learned so much technically or, you know, I've met so many people. And it, it, was a, uh, it became a real way to expand the community and the multiple communities, making connections between multiple important communities in Montreal. Right. It became and, like a dialogue. Mainly. Yeah, well, absolutely. And I think that's what... That's what stayed after with all the other projects that dialogue between the artists and between the public and the artists and absolutely it's fundamentally a visual dialogue i we the process is a real free form one there yeah. are some structural guidelines for instance it, it's all black and white work. always black yeah. and white yeah 
And uh, I noticed something over the four days that we worked together, some, a common theme that kept coming up from people who were viewing the, the work being made was that idea of when you were young and you would just be drawing because you were bored in class and you would fill mm-hmm. up a whole notebook full of drawings, which I know I did for sure. And it, in the film that's coming out, somebody, my buddy's dad is in the film, and he was like, yeah, he would come over to the house and fill up all my pages of my notepads full of drawings, mm-hmm. steal all my pens, and then leave. Yeah. You know, so there's this like this idea that we're almost the the project harkens back to like a really pure period of creation where, that came from just um, doing something for yourself, not like something to make money or something that you think is going to make you more popular or you know whatever. Yeah. That there's a real pure form of creative expression in some of those free form, just non non-linear drawings yeah well and like i really felt that like we're doing work now we were working on canvas with the you know possibility of selling it at the art fair here but most of the time the stuff that we work on like nobody owns it half the time it's staying on a permanent wall and so there really is this feeling that i had never had with my own art before where you just like you don't care about it in the same way like it gives you this freedom because you're not like oh god I have to make this so I can sell it like you're making something that you feel no particular ownership over you you abandon yourself to collaborative effort and, yeah and, you really do and you trust in who you're working with yeah that they're going and there's a sense of freedom in that there's yeah. so, so much freedom and one that. of the things that I enjoy the, the most about it is how liberating it is to paint yeah. whatever and then, I, I want without any other thoughts attached a lot of people don't understand that like what people get from doing graffiti or doing like street work is that instant gratification of just creating and then knowing that something could happen to it tomorrow and Mm -hmm. that's the that's the breaks like Mm -hmm. we're just making stuff for the fun of it to like almost like goof on each other and make jokes with one another and like you know build like you said like a dialogue amongst the artists working together and then what that does is create a dialogue with the people viewing it too, because yeah. it's it's clearly a lot going on. It gives people a lot of a lot of space to run around, and then they they can also find all their own stories in it, right? Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of strange narrative taking place, but it's all very uh, it's all like you were talking about the doodles that we do. That's just uh, stream of consciousness, mm-hmm. free free association, and it's exactly what's happening here with multiple minds. Yeah, and we challenge so, each other on that. Also, yeah, multiple minds coming together and 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 and, and joining and doing this sort of Vulcan mind meld. Of, yeah, well, of there's, drawing, which there's is really cool. That idea that you know that creativity comes from the ether up here, and that yeah. just we have receptors to like grab <laughs> little parts of it. Channel that, it. that it's not really us creating the thing. We're just sort of like you said, channeling this this creative yeah. energy. And you can see that in, in doing these works in how you'll come up with a brand new idea that you had never thought of because the person you're working with right next to came up with some clever little thing that makes you remember some other thing that remembers some other thing. And you or just know. jokes or something. We're joking around talking shit and at one point like, oh my God, this is so funny. And you, you, try, <laughs> yeah. you try to put it in the drawing, you know, like that. And so there's something different in that than just creating art uh, for yourself or creating fine art where you're just in the studio by yourself and even I noticed a very distinct difference in because of the the medium of the black and white drawing uh, and brush you know 
black and white painting and gray wash and things is that it creates an entire piece that it becomes like one yeah. consciousness as opposed to many times I've done collaborative murals where it's you know I have this part of the wall you work in that part of the wall and it, sometimes it looks like five paintings yeah. even when you try to make it cohesive like everyone does a similar background it's still like there's this piece then there's that chunk yeah. but doing this there was no sense of that because there's the collaborative goes even further than painting on the same surface, but even painting the same paintings. Yeah, yeah. I see. Like it's so crazy that you're talking about when the project started that people would get together and make these collaborative drawings over the course of a month. Because now we usually do it over the course of a few hours. Spending four yeah, days yeah. on a piece. Well, was... we started with markers. Yeah, we started with markers, and people come in with sharpies, and yeah, and at one point. We were asked to do a, a commercial project that involved, uh, you know, permanence, and so they said, "Okay, well, we need paint on the wall." So we used paint, and for the first time, and we realized that this was a better black. Like this was a this was a far better looking product. So we switched to paint altogether. And it was a big adaptation because yeah, going from the pen or the marker to a brush very different for a lot of artists that we're working with are not used to work with brushes. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you're like, what do I do? You know? And then yeah. you find you kind of try to got to learn some brush technique. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but by looking at the, all the other artists also, it makes you learn those techniques, yeah. and you pick up some trick that you can, yeah. after that, yeah. put And not only that, stuff. you can see it from the flip side, like people use paintbrushes or trying to use spray cans and yeah. use yeah. rollers and different yeah. types of... But, you know, you know, you talked about, you talked about there being a core group, and there certainly is a core group in Montreal that, that do participate in, you know, a number of different projects, and they're very professional, and they're very good you find we've worked with maybe about a hundred people already in Montreal alone uh, you find that some are really really good at collaborating others are really really good at doing their thing uh, and and then all the grades in between you have people who really have different different positions in, in a project like this some are amazing at starting a mural some only prefer to end a mural to close it all up some do both So, you know, you have really distinct styles. And so, you know, if we have a corporate project and, and um, let's say with Cirque du Soleil and they say, we want an en masse piece, we want it to look like a cool thing. Then we say, all right, we put a Cracker Jack team together and what happens is predictable, predictably good. Uh, then we have other projects where we call out and we say, all right, open call to everybody. Put out a call to 60 people, say, okay, we got a wall. Let's set it up. Come on down. And you have a, a dozen new people. The, the project looks good. It's really interesting. And sometimes you have some really challenging drawing happening there. And for me, that's exciting to see some drawing that's really I did not expect. And then to approach that drawing and collaborate with those different ideas and techniques. Really, really interesting, but sometimes really difficult. And other times like a, a train wreck. Yeah. You know, you're basically just you're clamoring to basically compositionally hold the damn thing together. And do you feel like that's sort of the basis for moving towards more of like a project, an initiative as opposed to a collective because a collective ends up being like, here's the same group. Like you, you, you leave yourself open to exploring lots of new things when it's not like, like a membership, you uh, know, like everyone has the secret handshake to get in. No, but we club. need to adapt the project to every, every situation and every, uh, every demand like yeah it, it's never the same so you need to adapt it so sometimes we're doing 
let's say we're doing a 50 feet by 30 feet uh, tall, you know, 50 feet long by 30 feet tall wall, I mean, we'll get a team that can work fast on it and can work big, you know, and we'll, and we'll try to get new people in it. But sometimes yeah. we also we do stuff in the street and then we ask people directly to come, we give them chalk and then come and draw with us. So even non-artists are coming and draw with us while we're drawing at the same time. Yeah. But, so, the, but, but to answer, but to add to that, answering that question, it, it's a concept it doesn't depend on any of us sitting in this room for it to function but because there are people who have created it and because we've invested a lot of time and energy in doing it and also have gotten really good at it in sort of in sort of carrying the project and, and even with new artists you can bring in a team of entirely new artists and if there's one or two people that anchor it then the whole thing rolls well so, is that does that artist. become a sort of nondescript goal in like like almost setting up like circuit in mass collectives you can know in one city to where another one builds up like for instance hypothetically like I could start one here I could get a group of people that starts doing similar projects in the community mm-hmm. that builds up and that turns into another one that goes to some other city Is has that ever been like a, a thought process? Absolutely yeah yeah it's come up it's, it's not we something discussed. we've done yet, but I mean, it's it's definitely something that could happen. And, you know, it's interesting, but I think what's interesting for us, you know, from 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 a project point of view, in terms of what we've created, I'd like to track that. You know, that would be something that we'd like to to to, to be tracking, and and it's really um, it's really been less than less less so than participating in each project. I'm more interested in what happens, so I love talking to the artists after they've done that. I love seeing the results, especially when I'm not part of it to say, holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah. But I love seeing the results, and I love talking to people and saying, you know, hearing their reactions to it, and I love hearing the public reaction to it. So yeah, it could something, be something that, that happens, I've, but... I've talked about, we sort of talked about some Masonic stuff recently, yeah. and I've actually thought about like killing the whole gallery system, like having artists <laughs> unite, because the, yeah. well, the, the reality internet. is... Oh, right, yeah. the gallery system is is fairly new. Like yeah. the way it works is fairly new. Yeah. If we had, if if as artists we had setups to, sorry, my girlfriend's calling. Uh, <laughs> I usually have the phone turned off. Uh, have you know sites throughout the country to where groups of artists could meet up, do something like this? Because just in this short four days, like I already feel like a part of your guys' community because yeah. we we yeah. spent that those you know the last. The, Totally. 80 hours yeah. standing at a wall together yeah. like that automatically as long as it goes smoothly it builds a sort of little community yeah. now like I feel like I could go to Montreal anytime I needed to and go yeah, fucking paint some walls up. right like, totally. so I could see that really easily spreading out so I had thought about this idea of building like a Masonic type artist union mm. right to where within each city there is a place where artists can go mm. you know we'll set up a little gallery a little like pop-up shop type of idea that everyone you know like a Masonic type of situation there'd be like yearly fees everyone pitches in to better the the organization right like which is obviously clearly like a big thing but in the way that you that you're starting this like it could easily organically grow and become things like that Mm -hmm. by like it's like you're you came here and dropped some seeds in the grass yeah and Mm -hmm. they're gonna grow Mm -hmm. you know just in the the people that you talked with here like that's what we want i mean 
was the first time outside outside our own country. So the point was, you know, like we need to plant seed. And I, the fact that right now we're here, we're having, we did that four days with you. At the same time, in Montreal at the Picnic Electronique, they're doing also another event, another group of Almas is there. So Almas now, I think it's, we're at a point where we're able to separate it, you know, and it's existing at two places right now. Yeah, yeah. just multiple dimensions. Multiple yeah. dimensions. Yeah. 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 And, like and now by the time that you hear the podcast, it's going to be somewhere else. So it's going to be existing, existing uh, a lot more. Has a lot, it has huge potential and that was its yeah. original design it's yeah. its mandate the you know, mass mandate is you know it it it, uh, it creates uh, it fosters and what does it do it I mean essentially it's the it's the embodiment of play in in, in certainly it's um, in its activity so a person can come to the to the project and and really find um, some of the response uh, many times the response from artists has been a sort of revitalization of their of their own activities in art and they come away thinking or realizing that this is a lot easier than I'm usually approaching it I and, feel that I and, do and I totally fun, I totally understand delightful. that so it's it's certainly as part of the mandate is to 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 reignite that or to simply foster that, which is what I was talking way. about. That yeah. like back to that purification process yeah. of when you were just making things from a very pure creative yeah. standpoint. Yeah. And I felt that because you know there's like as professional artists, which most of us are, right? We all are. Everybody, yeah. 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 Is is like we're always to a to a certain extent. The, our brains will go to a place where it's like, okay, I'm making this thing for this market. Yeah. You know, it's like at, the end goal is to sell it, yeah. even though there's all the, the things that come with making it, right? Yeah. But in doing this project, there was that sense of like, I can't even mess up. Like, there's nothing I could do wrong here. Yeah, we often I mean? say there's no mistakes because if you fuck up, then, I mean, somebody, somebody else sees something in that and yeah. You, yeah, it takes it somewhere else. But there isn't that, like, there's, it's different than. Like, oh, I just fucked up this painting, I gotta start all over. Like, there's a... It's like that doodle page. Like, you can always go over it, you know, you can always paint it black, or, you know, there's there's things that you can do. Like, with painting, I don't ever, ever really think there's mistakes, but, you know, there's a, there's that freedom in that, you know, you could be playful. Like, it's, yeah. it's not so serious. It's not like, here's this fine art, like, really masterful world-changing view that I have that I'm going to change the, I'm going to make a major shift in society because I made this piece but I think we have to I mean it needs to be like that because it wouldn't be fun I mean what's the point of doing a project like that if we're not having fun between us making jokes making you know like you know you, you see something that is like like at the TV or on the TV or at the store two seconds before you come in on the project and then gives you an idea, you know, you never thought about it before, but you're going to do it. You yeah. Know? And, and that, that's not to, t- I want to make sure that, that that's not to take away from the quality of work and even the social messages that still come through. Well, that's even a, when we're joking, a, there is a big idea there. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's, you know, that we're collaborating together and it's inclusive and it's playful. It's, and it's people working together. I mean, I think that's the, a, a big message that, that comes through. In the art, well, well, and yeah, and I think I think more, you know, importantly, the um, to create is the ability to create is the highest order of human ability. Uh, you know, to create, we create our conditions. You want to be a doctor, you go go, go out and create, that. <laughs> right? You know, right. if you're not creating something, well, life is going to create it for you. But you have the ability to create, and uh, 
it can be a chore for some people. But uh, ideally, and I think this is true for all of us in the creation of whatever lives you want to live, you can create with great pleasure. And for us as artists, when we're creating and when there's creativity available abundantly, and it is abundant when you tap into it, it's it's not just pleasurable; it's it's completely joyful. And, and that that's that shows... a really that's a really important aspect of our mass, and it's not something we anticipated actually. But I mean, everything seems so serious. But I mean, it's yeah. all about having fun. You know, it's all about. Yeah. It. But in that joy that you're talking about shows through, even in the audience that we're able to over the four this past four days at the fair be able yes. to see the creation process happen. Yes, mm-hmm. there's something about that sort of almost performance aspect of seeing the collaborative at work. Yeah. That the viewers almost become a part of it, and it's like that yes. thing that we talk yes. about in physics, like just the act of viewing a particular particle shifts it into some other <laughs> form that yeah. it's not even that same particle anymore because it's being viewed. Well, and then there's something in the creation process that yeah. something different happens when there's an audience along yeah. with it. And as artists, we don't have that opportunity that often. No, you're yeah. either alone in your studio in private, or if you're out in public, you're doing graffiti, and you probably don't want anyone to catch you <laughs> yeah, doing that. Anyway. Yeah, right. But so, this is it's totally different. Well, and that leads into, you know, we have a, we have the sort of a double mandate here. I mean, we have a second part to the mandate, our mass mandate, and that feeds directly into it, which is to offer emerging artists, especially from an underground, you know, underground arts activity, a platform to expose themselves collectively and individually to an entirely different arts community, to entirely different communities in general, be it at an arts festival, a music festival, a a street performance, a gallery, a museum, or an arts fair. Uh, You know, all of these are going to bring in different people, different audience, different ideas. And, you you know, Almas offers an opportunity for emerging artists who don't have galleries, generally speaking, who are usually autodidactic, They've, they've taught themselves, uh, <coughs> who galleries don't know what the hell to do with and, and they don't know what the hell to do with galleries. <laughs> right, right. But this offers them a platform to be exposed to these different types of characters, uh, different types of activities. Museums are exposed to them and this is a really important aspect because what's happening in the underground, underground arts community is incredible. Uh, it's, it's vibrant, it's alive, and it's cutting edge. And it's not part of the arts academic community, and that's fine. What's happening in the fine arts is is totally cool. It's really interesting stuff, but it doesn't speak to most people. And this does speak to most people. This is popular art. And what you're doing too is giving maybe you're you're supplying or like providing a, almost a mentorship for a lot of probably young artists who totally. who don't even have a frame of reference. Yeah. Of what they could be doing if they just made a particular choices. Yeah. Like this morning, I was I was I had start I got there early and started working, and a woman came up and uh, she was a teacher at a local school and was telling me about this uh, young graffiti artist who is getting into trouble. He gets bad grades, but he's a really good artist, and she's trying to push him in the right directions. Yeah. And I was talking about how important it is for for somebody in that position to really have like a mentor or somebody to look up yeah, to yeah. to see that there is positive routes that you could take. Uh, not saying that the routes that he's taking now aren't positive, but there there are obviously risks and, and yeah. things that happen in the graffiti community. And he, he she was talking about his parole officer and how he's on probation and the, the whole thing. And 
I talked about how how great he probably was, you know, because I know I know that kid. Yeah. <laughs> but if he was given the opportunity to come down and paint for a day, like he could see just in having conversations over the day, like getting yeah. to know an artist could set somebody on a totally different path. Very so, and that's different. a that's a great thing with this project. Well, it, it happened. It happened already with our project. I mean, we got some artists in Montreal, the graffiti kids that were, you know, the only painting in the street. You know, doing like graffiti on the walls, like go, going like poor neighbor, neighborhood and. You know, graffiti on their wall and everything. And after a while, I'm like, dude, your art is good, but you need to stop doing that. Now you need to now get your shit together, you know? Well, and, and exactly. I mean, we were approached by people who said, you know, we said, okay, let's use these guys. Let's use this guy, this guy, this guy. And they said, well, does he write this? We say, yeah, we can't use him. And I'm saying, well, this is a really amazing artist. Like, this isn't a good artist. This is an awesome artist. Yeah. Can't use him. He's tagged all over and so we go back, like Fred is saying, we go back and we, we've had to say, I can't use you because you, you write your name here, you write your fake name on the wall. And what does it mean? What are you doing? Like, what do you, what do you want to do with your life, with your career? And it's not to say, I'm really not interested in focusing on like what's negative or positive about graffiti or whatever these people yeah. are doing as much as to say, the message is you make art. Art is not just cool. It's not just something you do, but art, historically speaking, and I have a fine art education. I mean, I really sort of really dove in deep into this stuff because it really fascinates me. But art is extremely powerful. Art is an extremely powerful vehicle for social change, spiritual, emotional, economic change. It's a power tool. But yeah. it's only a tool if you use it. If you give a kid a hammer, the kid's going to walk around and at best start smashing rocks or you know, <laughs> yeah. break something. You give a carpenter a hammer and this guy can build a house. Right. And so this is the same tool. And when you go to a kid, you know, in a, in a pedagogical sense, you go to a school or something like that, or you talk to some of these cats who are self-taught and, you know, like you're talking about a mentorship opportunity. And instead of focusing and saying, you're doing something stupid on the street or blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. Like, they, they'll do what they do. But if, yeah. you, if you give them a sense that what they're doing is extremely valuable, we want to see it, we need to see it, and you as an artist have a responsibility to it, then this person, and then, and then this person starts making connections on their own to say, well, shit, I see problems. And most of us do see problems. We're artists. We live on the outside of this thing. So what are those problems? And instead of being critical of it, you realize you're creating around it. You're creating a reaction to it. And then when you can help a person realize that their action in creating this art and in speaking their voice and following a passion isn't just reacting to the environment. It's actually becoming cause over their environment. And this Which is the profound place. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, like, we're all yeah. taught that you can't be an artist and that that's not a real job and that's yeah. not something that you can actually do with your life. And even for, like, I'm sure all of us, yeah. like, pretty much everyone in Almas is a professional artist and that is what they do is their full-time job. Partially because we live in Montreal and the rent's cheap and it's a city that attracts that. But it's so encouraging to be around people and you pick up tricks and tips and all that kind of stuff and... You know, it really, really is a validating experience. So even for us, but like, yeah, especially for younger people to see like, oh shit, you can do that because here's a 
like buttload of people who are doing it yeah. there's the proof right there yeah and that's all you yeah. need you need that yeah. one little just like a yeah. mentor or someone that you yeah. can look up to and see yeah. that has followed a pathway that yeah. is doable to you and we yeah. do so different kind of uh, different event or we're doing permanent installation for store offices restaurant uh like tv station you know yeah whatever you can bars, whatever you, know, you can bars, make right? everything yeah. and then on top of that you know we we go and do uh some some kind of uh, performance live in the street where we give away chalk to people to come and draw with us you know like it's always changing and i mean we're creating some kind of new model where like you say we mentor not just the artists but also the, the public you know yeah. to learn yeah. about art you know learn about those new artists and to go forward and like try to find new artists all the time and say find new talent you know which it showed at the fair yeah, this good point. this weekend like the way people were extremely attracted to the booth like it was yeah. I, I would say the pop, most popular booth in there in terms of like we there was a crowd there was always a crowd yeah. every other booth it was like one or two people at the booth at a time and that was it yeah. and we had at least 10 people standing around yeah. and it's, it's almost as if people are connecting themselves to that same thing that we're connecting to as like filling up that page when you yeah. were young yeah. it's like they're remembering that because there's uh, i i talked about this this whole weekend about the the, the strangeness of the gap between the type of people who make art and the people who collect art yeah. and how both cultures are sort of just borrowing from one another in that the, the people who are collecting art are really interested in this ability to uh, sort of have a sense of freedom, to do what you want to do with your life, to make these choices that you're just going to go for it. Whereas for a lot of these people, I think they're really structured they say yes, ma'am. No, yes, sir. They go to their job every day. They punch the clock, or you know, they, you know, saying yes to a client and doing all those things. And in some way, they're sort of eating from our plate a little bit mm-hmm. by just even just owning a piece of art is almost like owning a piece of that artist to where, and then you're almost owning a piece of that sort of personality, that personality type, yeah. and then vice versa. As artists, we're trying to get that money because, you know, that's part of the thing. We want to eat the fancy dinners. We want to have the nice clothes. And, mm. you know, for a lot of us, particularly in my culture, it's like capitalism, uber capitalism is like you want to be rich. Like, that's the goal. Like, I want to be rich and balling and be the pimp shit. Oh, yeah. But it's hard to do. It's hard to do in art. So I think yeah. when we sell, like, we make this thing from our soul or, you know, something that we create with our hands that put blood, sweat, and tears into, we sell to this this rich person that's well, getting a little bit of that. Well, let's not forget that art is business, you know? And you need to see it this way. You need to, because... I yeah, see that, but it's it's only after the creation that it becomes... Exactly. More, more but, we, but you still do need it to... Even when you create stuff, sometimes you're going to have some... Uh, People are going to ask you to draw something, you know, it's, it's still a job. So, I mean, it's always about, you know, about business, that you're making money or not. It's always about an exchange with somebody, and that is business, you know. You exchange something, a painting for another one, yeah. like you Even something. an exchange of energy, you know, but, yeah. but, but, or but, idea. But, but, but I, feel, yes. I feel like everything, like art, and I think the new model why also people are always scared of art, because like, oh, you're not going to make money, you know, it's not a real job. It is a real job. I mean, you need to hustle, you need to go and... Knock at some doors. You want to buy my heart? No? Okay, well, you, you want to buy my heart? No? Okay, you need it then. Okay, let's go. And then you go over there. Yeah. I mean, it's all about... I don't know. Well, that's a, you know, like, I a lot of yeah. times I'll hear people say to me, like, oh, man, I've been seeing your stuff everywhere. I, I saw that you were on that blog and this and thing and the other rich. thing. Well, it's... 
it's because I'm working. Yeah. It's because I'm yeah. I'm going and, yeah. and putting in this extra leg effort or you know mm-hmm. this yeah. this extra curricular activities beyond just the creation of art. Yeah. That and that in that yeah. lies the business. And it looks like it's just oh you're you're getting popular and seeing places. It always looks but it's easy. like it's that extra <laughs> hard is. work of exactly. really looking at it like a business. But that's that's you as as a professional artist. Right. You know, I think the the you know so, so that often comes up like oh you're selling out to the, the the this or that yeah what are you selling what is your valuable commodity here that that people are giving you money for and sometimes giving you a lot of money for you're selling art and what is art it's an idea it's a communication it's not an iPod it's not a <laughs> fucking piece of clothes I mean it's an idea it's a concept you're selling a communication mm-hmm. and that's that's really cool. You know, so people say, oh, you're selling out to this. Sorry, man. You don't like my idea? We don't have to talk. But it is a, it is a discussion. So yeah, sure. you like my idea? Great. You want to give me money for it? Fantastic. Right, right. You know, and, and, and I think we got to keep that in perspective as a and, community of artists because, you know, we rag on each other like, oh, that guy's doing this, this guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're all trying to survive. And I think fundamentally, all of us want to live in, in in a state of abundance no question about it and that's a good place to, to strive for sure but we would all be very happy if we had enough money to make what we wanted to make and and to live you know at least with a modicum of comfort yeah and that's not a lot to ask which yeah most artists like myself I live well below the, the poverty level so yeah. it's like yeah. and I, I've been assuming most of us do you know yeah. it's not yeah. like we're, yeah. we're uber rich hundreds and even the, hundreds of dollars a year yeah, and even those that look like they're uber yeah. rich, I think it's a it's a show anyway. Yeah. But yeah, fuck, I think that was a good conversation. Yeah, we got a good forty minutes. Let's uh, we just we just did the San Diego Art Fair. I'll have pictures on the blog and for everyone to see and all your guys's links. Let's um, let's post your uh, websites. Give your website shout outs yeah. so people can go over there and check out all your guys's stuff. Amass.info. So. Uh... E-N-M-A-S-S-E dot info. And we have video over there, pictures, info about the upcoming events. Brand new site. It's hot. Yeah. And also an artist page, which is the most important page. It's it's not fully completed yet. We ran into a bit of technical difficulty, but as such, you know... This is our this is our most valuable page because on mass doesn't exist without the artists who participate. So that's the spot. Check out the artist page. And on Mike that note, Mike, it. thank you so yeah. much yeah. for coming well, out. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So good to jam with you. You show us all around town and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, I, I appreciate being able to to join you guys. Man. It was yeah. super inspiring. And I, I like I already have 150,000 new ideas for yeah. shit that I want. And now I still want to, I want to go do some black and white paintings. You, know? you know so. that uh, from now on we get a cut of all your... <laughs> yeah, I, know, I, I saw there's like a 5% yeah. Uh, yeah. waiver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I signed my firstborn yeah. child away. <laughs> yeah. Alright guys, thank you very much. Let's do a middle table dap. Yeah. yeah. Alright, thanks guys. I see a and I want it painted black. No colors anymore. I want them to turn black. Black. 
I could not foresee this thing happening to you. 